I have enough and I want to get out from everything and to live different life. I have been studying for, I think, two years, more than two years, and I have been a carer for the oldest. And after then, I have been studying again, and I been a support care for the autism. Hello, everyone. You're listening to the Baladins Live podcast. I'm your host, Jana Komarnitska, and I'm thrilled to share a new portion of dance inspiration with you. If you are a new listener, welcome to the show. Don't forget to subscribe and receive automatic updates about our new episodes. And if you are our regular listener, welcome back. Please leave your reviews on whichever app you're listening. They really help me promote the show and spread awareness about Baladins art form. Plus, I really like like hearing back from you. On this note, let's get to our today's episode. Jelena and Ballet Dance Evolution are back, taking their show and programs across the globe. You know how many guests we had previously on this podcast sharing how much their experience with BDE pushed their dance career. You can have it too. Audition for Jelena's latest production and join Jungle Book cast. All details at www.joinbde.com. Direct link in the show notes, joinbde.com. When I was listening again to this interview, preparing it to be released, I honestly couldn't stop smiling and that's really true whenever I'm thinking about this person I right away imagine his shining smiley face that makes you feel so warm so welcomed so comfortable regardless if you're attending his workshop or you are on the stage stressing out but just looking at his face in the audience make you so calm and so relaxed and i think even by this little description you already know that i'm talking about khaled mahmoud He's an Egyptian dancer from Cairo, currently based in London, UK. He specializes in Oriental Raksharki style, although his knowledge is deeply rooted in all kinds of Egyptian folklore. His style is very energetic and graceful at the same time. Khaled was a star at the International Ballet Dance Congress in the UK, but he is also very much in demand, teaching and performing in various festivals all around the world. And... In this today's conversation, we talked about all kinds of different things. We talked about who is Egyptian women called Malema, Kadia Azar, and Aliosta, and how did it influence Khaled's childhood upbringing and his love and uh, connection with the dance. We also talked about some practical examples why you should learn folklore as a ballet dancer, even if you're not performing folklore, but where is the practical application of folklore in oriental dance. We also talked about Khaled's personal journey as a dancer and finding his own path as a male dancer, as a dancer in Egypt, outside of Egypt, in general, like developing his story, his career, and all sorts of things from teaching, performing, to doing costumes, etc., 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 and how much he now inspires other people to follow his path. We also talked about separating personal and artistic lives and how often they are very connected, like one influences another, and sometimes there are sacrifices that you need to do in order to uh, achieve or benefit uh, 
in some area of your life or sometimes you need to overcome personal um, struggles in order to make sure that you perform and give your best in your artistic life, like how they are connected, but also the necessity of sometimes making sure they're balanced and both present in your life. And we also talked about radical shift in his uh, life and Carl's decision to sort of retire from dance as his main profession because he is still active, he's still present in the dance uh, area, in the dance field, which is so such a big luck for all of us, but it changed over the last uh, certain number of years. And we talked about the why and the influence of that decision into his uh, uh, personal and artistic life as of today. So this is what's waiting for you in this episode. I am extremely happy that we did this interview. Uh, It was for a long time waited by me at least. I know for many of you, many of you also have been waiting for this for a long time, but I also feel it was a perfect timing, perfect point in uh, life and very interesting perspective, very unexpected. I had quite a few surprises uh, during this conversation, but it definitely made me inspired, made me smile, uh, and made me think about many different things. And I'm pretty sure it will make the same for you. So at the end of this interview, at the end of this episode, don't forget to screenshot it, share it with your friends, send. I'm pretty sure you know at least one person who will need to hear this right now at their point of life. So send this to them. That will make a difference maybe in someone's life. Inspire, cheer up, motivate, give different perspective on the situations. And I highly encourage you, whenever you can, attend workshops of Khaled. He's amazing as a teacher, as an artist, as a choreographer, and simply as a person. And on this note... Let's enjoy this episode. This episode was brought to you by the Yana Dance Club, a meeting place for committed dance enthusiasts of all levels. Most of our members shared that the club helped them to improve consistency in their training, meet new dance friends, and discover various topics through hundreds of different tutorials. This is definitely a belly dance training that becomes a lifestyle. Learn more at yanadanceclub.com, link in the show notes, or simply visit yanadanceclub.com and try for 7 days for free. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello, dear Khaled. I'm, I don't think I have words to describe how, how happy to have you on the Validance Life podcast. It's interview I wanted for such a long time. And thank you so much now to agree to participate and to chat with me and by default with our audience, with our listeners. <laughs> welcome. Welcome to the project. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for inviting me and thank of me or you have me. Um, I hope you have a great time in Egypt. Yes, yes. It's interesting. Every day becomes more and more interesting. <laughs> As I was just telling you, Cairo is definitely yeah. multi-layered. <laughs> ah, yes, it's, it's, it's the same. I told you it's very more experience for you, for everything, the culture and music and everything. That, that will be a very good experience. Yes. Um, I love to be there now. <laughs> yeah, I was so happy to That's see you mean. just just recently at the uh, workshop at Cleopatra mm. Festival, where we 
yeah. last time met we met earlier but i mean last time that i saw and your workshops always so fun and so interesting and uh, i know you had a very short trip to cairo but who knows maybe you're coming back and we still will be here so then we'll do part two but in person <laughs> <laughs> In any case, I would love to um, start our conversation, our interview, uh, kind of from the very beginning. I know, of course, dance was in your life since childhood. Obviously, you're Egyptian, it's it's part of the culture. But uh, what do you consider as the beginning of your, let's say, structured training and possibly the beginning of your actual career or your first thoughts about having dance as a potential job like how did dance as a profession enter your life um, okay um i i am i'm born in in very uh middle uh, uh family middle uh high, not high society middle society family just we live normal life in Cairo, not in the very big high society people. Um, my my father, his um, his work very close to one of the artists in in Egypt. They call her uh, Nabila Sayed. She's monologist and she's an actress as well. And most of the time, I I was with her in her uh, her flat. And I saw more uh, Ibrahim Aakif and lots of the actor and actors and all the things. And in the beginning as well, you know that the child in wedding or in any party, I love to go and to dance and uh, to be with all the dancer, uh, including we have... Uh, we call it Kudjit Zar. You know the Zar? They have the, the, the like a ma'alima, like a boss. We call her Kudja. Mm. Uh, she lives very close to me. And most of the time I'm with her and I play the dof. Mm. And that it was in seven, when I'm seven years old. I get to do all this thing. Can you can you a little bit specify because I'm sure many people who listen to us they don't really know what is Malema and like all, all this like you know descriptions okay. like a little bit to give like a more okay. understanding. Okay. Um, in 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 any place it was in Egypt or in any kind of dance before, we have Malema or Osta or Kodia. Malema. When she deal uh, uh, very hard work like a man, we call her Ma'alema. She's very big boss. Mm -hmm. Okay. And El Osta, El Osta, uh, here for the dance world or for the dance community, she's the, like a big boss for all the dancers, all the Awalim. Mm -hmm. This is what we call her Osta. Kujizar, one, She's a woman. She deal with all the uh, the orchestra or all the musician of the czar. She deal with the money. She deal with the place. She deal how to to do everything with uh, a czar. Mm -hmm. And this is three separate thing in 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 Egypt. What we call it: Malema, Osta, 
and Kojia. Mm-hmm. Mm, thank you. Yeah, that's interesting because that gives more understanding on the influences you had in your childhood. <laughs> yes, I, I, I live in the very middle class, very, very middle class. And that it was in Babi Sharia. Babi Sharia, we have Awal in Babi Sharia exactly, and musician exactly the same Awal in Muhammad Ali. And it's still my family there, still my sister and my family there and my brothers. They're still there. And from time to time, I'm going to visit them, of course, to see them. But um, I personally, it's the, the musician and the place, it, they have like a small community with all the awalim and musician. It's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. It is gone. The same is Muhammad Ali. You can see maybe one or two shops with yeah. instrumental, but no the same before. Okay, the musician now they have another cafe or anything like that. But it's this is this is my life in 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 the middle class, and I I have like a two separate parts. Uh, one he's a drummers, and that I did learn the rhythms from him. His name Wahba. Wahba he was. Uh, uh, drummers for Suhir Zaki for Suhir Zaki mm-hmm. and that what I get all the information, the rhythms the dancing with the actor and actors and Ibrahim Aikid and that starts to go inside my body and inside my blood of course, without talent, nobody will successful. I have to have the talent. Some students, or it's not just for dancing, to be honest, for all the art, they learn a lot, years and years and years, but they have no talent. This is what they never get successful. Some people, they have the talent, they born with the talent, and when they learn even small, they start to be successful. As a normal child, been to the school and university, and my dad, he noticed I like dance. And he asked me, we have lots of trouble for this, I promise. We have lots of argument, lots of punishment and everything. But in the end of the day, he let me to go to the police school. And I've been there for two years. But I've been feeling that is me. Mm. I've been feeling that is not me. I like Rakshad. I like to see Nagua Fuad, to see Tahaya Karyoka, to see Naima Aikit, she's my idol, and all that dancer. And this is what I love to be. Um, after then, uh, I've been to the university and I finished the business. Uh, he, he, he died in one I'm in high school and my mom, she asked me to promise to, to finish my uni. And I said to her, that is okay. And I have been working for about 10 years in the company in Egypt. But I get very confused. My life is very 
confusing. Am I my life to be in the desk, 12 hours working as accountant, or my life have to be outside to meet people, to dance? Very confusing, the same I said. Um, I've been to Luxor, and this is what I met uh, one dancer from England. I, I, I think you know her and everybody know her, Sarah Farouk. And her husband, he, he died, Rahmatullahi. Um, they, and other one, she's named Tracy Gibbs. And that is two of them. I meet them in Luxor. And Sarah, she found, she said, you're very good artist. And you're a very good dancer. She believed in me. And she said, why not start to go for this Korea? Start to go into my mind. Mm. And I accept it. I didn't refuse. I've been to Manchester and London for a workshop. Of course, I don't know what is a workshop. I don't know how to teach. I don't know nothing. But when I've been there, the English people, they start to support me a lot. I'll be honest. They start supporting me. And they start, I have been learned many things. One day, I met Madame Ra'i Hassan. And this a really good mother to most of the dancers. And most of the dancers, I, I don't want to say all of them, but I will say most of the dancers, we coming from her festival, Ahlan wa Sahlan. I did meet her in one workshop. She coming for workshop. I've been as a student to learn from her. And she said, Kamen, are you Egyptian? And I said to her, yes. And she said, I said to her, why are you asking? And we start talking Arabic, of course. And she said, I can feel it by your movement, by your hand, by everything. But you have a very nice waist. Mm. Come to Ahlan wa Sahlan. And she, as well, she introduced me to Muhammad Abishbeka in Sweden. And we start, we all work together. I start work here in England and save money to go to Egypt to learn from the top dancer and to come back to wow. work against oh, wow. the <laughs> to dance in the souk, souk, in the market, to dance in the shop, to dance in wedding, to save money, to come back to Egypt, to learn, and to come back. And when you learn, and you're working hard, you will get in the fun. That, all the story about myself in Wow. <laughs> well, there are so many questions in my mind right now. I don't even know yeah. where to start. That's a very fascinating <laughs> and so like like seriously, like you you went to UK and then basically you were like saving money to go back to Egypt to learn. Yeah. Like it, it just yeah. that I had no yeah. idea about you. So yeah. when you mentioned that you were working for 10 years in business, uh yeah. Was it like in Egypt or it was already Egypt and UK? No, it was in Egypt. It was in Egypt. Working years in Egypt. And for you, like, 
in terms of dancing, did you kind of um, abandon the idea of dance for that 10 years or you still were dance somehow was present in your no, life? No, I didn't, I didn't bend it, but I still in, still inside, still in my body. But uh, I promised my family and already I have my daughter and I have to work so hard to have the family or to keep the family. I start, when we go into the nightclub or anything, we dance like a normal, any uh, people, they dance, you know, the Egyptian people, they always have fun and they dance together. That it is what happened. I never work like uh, as a dancer in Egypt or in the folklore or in the group. I never done that. But when I been to Egypt to learn, I have been learn everything. I have been learn, I think more than people they are in the group. Because people in the group, oh, it's okay, I am in the group. I know everything. No, I didn't. Mm -hmm. I've been to Egypt and I have been learned from the musician. And that is a wonderful experience. Musician, that it is a wonderful experience. Honestly. Live band is not a CD. You sit down with the group of musicians well-educated musician and we start talking have a conversation about anything you can have lots lots of information from each one that it is the experience including of course i have classes with mr mahmoud Rida, madame raya hasan madame aida, aida noor madame lubna Amam. The, the first one, she teach me how to make a choreograph. Mm -hmm. uh, I I never been to run the camel one to one, but she's she's really have good technique. Kazafi, Wa'il Mansour, Muhammad Shaheen, all of them, all of them, they are. You can watch. And you can see, oh, that is a beautiful movement. I will not stealing, but I can see that it is me, but I change it to my way. Mm -hmm. And it's not harm or shame to ask if you don't know. This is what I'm always do. I'm always asking. When I've been to many students, because now I have lots of knowledge about the dancing, and when people they ask me, of course I don't know everything. Still, the belly dancing community, something missing, some information missing. Because you go into one teacher, he give you information, and you go into the second teacher, he give you another information. And is confused. What if is the truth? Where is the truth? 
and especially about terminology because there is no set terminology so one teacher will say like this is the move that's how you do it. and like even like this shimmy like i remember my confusion like one teacher says egyptian shimmy needs to be super relaxed and big and another teacher like okay big but with muscle like tension and they're both egyptians and i was like so which one <laughs> Like, you know, and uh, it's a different style. But what I also wanted to say, like, about the topic that you were saying, like, looking from other dancers and getting, like, inspiration or looking at movements, it's not only the way to learn. It's not only that you learn from them, but you also really acknowledge where you get your inspiration. Because I remember even this last workshop a few weeks ago that I was, you literally say, oh, this movement, it's from this dancer, but I adjusted it and... Here it is. And this is great because many dancers, they feel... They never mention it. Yes. They never mention it. They, oh, this is mine. No, it's not yours. Dance, it is dance. Everywhere, it is the same. But we say different style. The steps, we are all the same. The movement, we are different. Yeah. The combination we can create... But end of the day, it is oriental dance. That's interesting what okay. you said. The step is the same, but movement is different. Okay. It's very new instead. <laughs> yeah. Steps is the same by your foot. Exactly the same. But some dancer, she do a different move to another. This is what I'm all this is this is a very good because some uh Egyptian man dancer, he can't use his hips. He that is all right. We are lucky. Some dancer we lucky. We can use the, our hips perfectly. Some teachers, they can't use the hips. That is doesn't mean they not good. They are good. Take the steps and change the movement to the woman or to your style. Yeah. Do you so, know, understand what I mean now? Oh, yeah, I totally understand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I uh, remember even referring to the same workshop. You were literally showing the same step in terms of yeah. like how you move your legs, the music, the same. But you were saying, oh, this dancer would do like this. This is, and it's just yeah. the difference like in hips or not necessarily just hips, but like layers. But the basic step is actually the same. So it's like finding your own yes, personal variation. And then you can learn yeah. from anyone in terms of what exactly they are doing in terms of, I don't know, hips or specific movements. That's a very interesting yeah. concept to think about. And I think that really, really strongly connects to the idea why all ballet dancers should really learn folklore. Because that's a question on many yeah. minds. Oh, I don't perform folklore. You know, like many foreign dancers, like I don't like performing folklore. Why should I learn it? You should. You should learn it. You should because the steps is coming from the folklore. The steps is coming from the folklore. The movement is coming from you. That is fine. But the most of the steps coming from the folklore. Mm -hmm. This is what we have to learn all. I never dance folklore. I can, but I never can. I know my way. From the step one, I've been to the Oriental. I was, I didn't, I didn't confuse myself. I said, I am Oriental dancer. I am not folklore dancer. But I have to learn the folklore dancer first. And after then, 
to change it. So what was for you the turning point that after 10 years working in business, you finally decided like, okay, tell us, <laughs> dance now. Yes, exactly. Yes, exactly. That it is what happened when uh, I did meet uh, Sara uh, Farouk and Tracy Getz from mm -hmm. England, from Manchester. I don't want to say brainwash, but they wake me up. I can't say brainwash, but they wake me up. Wake up. You're not born to sit in desk. You're born to dance. Mm -hmm. That that it is what happened. This is what after then I I decided I've been here to England for just workshop and some um, uh, big uh, uh, school here. They want to employ me and. The dance and I said yes. Without thinking, if I think one minute, I, I will say no. But I didn't think. I said yes, and I'm here now for twenty two years. Twenty two years in England. Wow! So you basically moved to England for the pursuit of dance career, and it was the turning point. And you changed literally the direction of your career. Wow! I started from the scratch. Yeah. So that I workshop, started, that first yeah. workshop that you mentioned, was it before the decision or after already? No, it was before the decision. They, I came here to see. Oh, I, I am, I'm going to travel to England and see different world. And I said that is dream. Everyone, I never thinking I will go outside of Egypt or anything, but. Uh, when I've been to England here, I can see the freedom. But in good freedom, not bad freedom, because some people, they use the freedom is the wrong way. Mm. Okay? Especially in, uh, uh, I don't want to say Arab world, but in community of African or North of Africa. Sometimes we use the freedoms in their way. Mm. When I've been here, I feel nobody charges you. Are you a belly dancing? Really, you are a belly dancing? Okay, that is fine. But when you are there and in Egypt, they say, man belly dancing, and they start thinking you are. All sorts of things, I assume, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Or when woman, she's a belly dancing, they think she's something is not all right. Yeah. It's complicated relationship is this dance in Egypt. Exactly. <laughs> they start to put their nose in your personal life. That is my personal life. I am in or out or uh, again or this one or this one. It's nothing to do with me. It's nothing to do with anybody. This is my personal life. This is what I have been learned from the Europe and outside of the community of the Arab mm -hmm. or closing mind. My neighbor, it is my neighbor. They are or they not, I don't care. I am not hurting anybody. They're not hurting me. Yeah. 
that's that's nice you know also to find an environment where you feel uh just okay to do what what you want to do and what you want to express especially such important things as like passionate literally is passion of life <laughs> and uh, yeah I don't know, until now i have uh not complaining or discussion about it because i'm wearing costume I am oriented. I'm not lying myself. I like myself like that. People, they like me like that. It's nothing. Just keep your nose out of my life. Just do whatever you want. Let me to do whatever I want. This is my work. And people, they like me like that. Yeah, this is also the basic uh, like respect to personal uh, uh, limits. Uh, but yeah. it's very different in every country understanding of like where is this personal boundaries like regardless of dance you feel differences from one country to another that's for sure another. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. and I started to learn oh, oriental okay folklore they were in this I'm not a folklore dancer in the beginning I told you I am an oriental dancer yeah. okay I can say oh Mijan say we're in costume uh, I start used the details about each dance or each music I have to dance with. Mm -hmm. It's not just about dance. It's not about not about music. About the details inside the music and inside the dance. Yeah. And I try and hard click people to understand that but I can't anymore you know when you start to defend yourself you defend yourself and it's like okay that's fine that's stop now we have to stop that I do whatever I want just be <laughs> I also know that in England in UK you were pursuing not only teaching activities you actually were performing and you had some uh, like interest in like the first audition or one of the first ones in like restaurant bar venue uh, can you tell yeah. about that experience and uh, um how was the beginning of your dance journey in UK like where you're more looking into performance or teaching and once you start performing, like how was you know like interaction reaction of people because it's still yeah. not very common to have a male belly dance at those venues. Uh, I was a first male belly dancer in UK, yeah. a first one, uh, not around the world because they have lots of people there before me. Uh, in the beginning, when I done the workshop, I don't know what what I have to wear because they have like a show in the night and I did wearing the short and t-shirt. Mm -hmm. This is what I did. But after I saw Horatio, mm -hmm. I saw when I was in a, a festival here in UK, we call it Fantasia. And uh, I saw the DVD of Lots of dancers, and I saw Pieta and Horatio. I said, Okay, I want to visit a video. And I, it was video, not DVD, it was video. And I said, Okay, I want to see that one. When I saw him dancing, respectable man wearing a costume, and I said, Oh, 
that's what I want. Because that in this video, it was an oriental and Indian dance and Hawaii dance. Each one was a different costume. I said, that man gave very good details about each dance. This is what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. I started to dance in many weddings, lots of restaurants here, teaching in a workshop in different country in, in UK, and as well, uh, working in Gatwick Airport as an accountant in the morning. Sometimes we need like, to do what we need to do. <laughs> this is what I told you. I have to save money to go to Egypt to learn. This is what I done. Working so hard a year, come back to Egypt. I'm making costume for the top designer in Egypt. And after then, I learned from the top dancer in Egypt. I did meet them in all of them in Sweden. It says Mr. Yusri Sharif, it was there. Uh, Madame Lobna, Madame Aida, Osama, uh, Ma'am, Noor, Noor, she's a beautiful dancer. Noor from Russia. Uh, so it's not the picture, it was there. Yeah. And have been learned from most of them. Hmm. How was your experience of working on your costumes with designers in Egypt? Were they surprised? Did they have a, like a lot of previous experience creating costumes for men? No, no. I'm, I'm at honest no because they have different men. They was working before me, like I told you, Horacio, and another, ah, I see. Uh, another, yeah, another man. They in around the world. And they making a costume for him. I I don't have bad experience with a designer. I feel honest. All of them they are very good and they wish it. And this is a work. They get money for that. Man, woman, it doesn't matter. No, I didn't mean I didn't mean it. Didn't mean it in a bad like experience. I was just thinking, oh, maybe some curious experience no. that they were surprised. It's no. like, oh, wow, <laughs> like that. No, 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 okay. they not. Maybe they surprised because I'm Egyptian. Mm. That, that, and I'm always choose my design. I don't. I never let anybody design for me. From be, from beginning. Mm. From the day one, I never let anybody design any costume for me. I design by myself. And that maybe this is the experience. But they said, oh, wow, he's a man. Or I, I haven't seen that. Maybe it's different today. Some people, they ask me mm -hmm. to come in to do design or to do the costume for me. Mm -hmm. But after then, I started to do my own design and I stitch my costume and everything. Ah, that's cool. All, all, yeah, yeah. All my all my costume is made by me. Oh, wow. Wow. Multi-talented, that's for sure. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, I'm also curious to ask about your performances in UK. And I'm talking like about weddings and restaurant venues, etc. Because... 
since childhood, you saw a lot of ballet dance performances in Egypt, in Cairo, different celebrations, a different venue. So when you moved to UK, did you try to recreate what you saw in Cairo or did you have to sort of adjust your understanding of what you should do as a performance at those venues in UK? How was it for you experience that? No, it, it wasn't in the beginning. It was no bad experience in the beginning. Um, I was very shy, mm -hmm. but as I told you, I did meet once uh, in the beginning, Madame Aydano, and she said, Khaled, look, now we are a dancer. You have to be a dancer or not. You want it to be a belly dancer or not. When you are between us, you smiling, have fun. But when you are on the stage, your eyes confusing, moving. Mm. And she said, don't do that. Just enjoy yourself and have fun. Let people watching you to be happy. This is what she said. You know, in, 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 that in, in normal, in the front role of the dance, it's always in the front role. I don't know why. Some people, they said like... Yes, <laughs> that's sad or bored or whatever face, a little in the front row somewhere, yeah. <laughs> it's always in the front row. <laughs> and it's, it's sometimes you're feeling, the dancer, if it's not trust herself, it's thinking, what is wrong with me? It's my costume, my dance, my hair. Something is wrong. She started to lose. This is what I was. I lose my confidence on the stage. And this is what she said, no, don't. Wow. You know why I'm saying wow? Because it's fascinating you touch this topic. Because I literally, like, honestly, I literally was thinking, like, I would love to ask one personal question. How do you manage to be always so happy and so smiley every single interaction i remember with you you yeah. have this shining face from inside and it's not like sometimes people smile for politeness but you feel like you it's sincere from inside i was like how how do you always manage to be so happy so like smiley so like sincerely welcoming and um it's very interesting how you know, your experience of sometimes seeing people who are, let's say, not smiling and then feeling like how is a dancer, you lose confidence. It's very fascinating that you transform this experience into not being bitter about it, but being very supportive. Because every time you are sitting in the audience, the dancer on stage, I'm sure it's not just like my experience, but everyone's absolutely sure they will always say like, oh, Khaled will be always smiling. It's the best audience. Just look at him and perform and be happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, this is, uh, I don't know. That, I think that it is a dance that makes me happy. Mm. It's make me who I am. This is what, it's, I'm always smiling, even in the workshop. Um. I, I want to say something about uh, Madame Lobna as well. 
Madame Lobna, when she's watching somebody, she's always make you relax and confident. Mm. Because she's always watching like that. Hmm. I wish our audience uh, listeners could see right now your face is so really relaxing and welcoming. <laughs> exactly. She make you relax, not con not confusing. Hmm. She make you very very and always when even I make my own choreograph, even if I am alone, I smile. And my wife said, "Why are you smiling for for?" I said to her, "Because if I make in that choreograph without smiling, I will teach you without smile." Good tip. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's not everything. I have to, of course, to have a motion with that depends on the song or some an experimental you like. You have to have the feeling of this experimental. If you have to choose, if you have yeah. to choose, what in your opinion more important? Good technique for dancer or uh, strong confidence on stage? If you have to choose, let's say... <laughs> no, I, I can't choose. It's a balance. Mm. It is a balance. Some people, they have not lots of technique and lots of motion over the top. Some of them, they have lots of good techniques, very cold. We have to have the balance between. Okay. Mm -hmm. What is the balance coming from? What depends if it's start up sad song, you're not coming with a full smiling. It is a sad song. You have to have the motion. It doesn't mean you have to be like that or you have to cry or something because I saw some people they cry inside, but this is a fake cry. I didn't feel it they cry because it's a heart. Is hurting or anything. I feeling that is a fake. I don't need to see that. I need to see, yes, you feel the music, not the cry of the music. Like who? Gina. Gina, when she danced on Mukulsum, one meter and one meter. Yeah. But when she danced, you can feel each word in her body and her face. But she's not crying. She's not crying. What would be your suggestion or tip maybe for dancers? Um, how to get in that emotional state? Because life is life, things happen, and sometimes you dance to a happy song like you know you prepare that performance choreography show and then that day something happened and you're in a bad mood or opposite you are chosen prepare on a show which is sad song but you really feel excited and happy like where is that maybe you have some suggestions maybe you somehow do something not, I mean, not literally, like, you know, physically, <laughs> but th maybe there is something uh, from your personal experience, like how to find that balance and that state in terms of emotion. So you're not faking it. You're not act like acting in a bad way, acting, um, yeah. but you actually feel it. Okay. A, people, they, 
nothing to do with your motion. People, they come in watching you. It's nothing to do with your uh, dancing. They come in, you go into them to make them happy. Okay? That is, people, they come in watching you. This is, they give you money for that. This is your living. I understand what you mean. One day, my sister, she died. I was there, and I say goodbye to her. And in the airport, my big sister, my oldest sister, she called me and she said she's gone. Second day, I have to go to the show and workshop. Nobody he noticed anything. No one. But the hair thing inside. Your, your heart, it is bleeding, crying. But it's nothing to do with the audience. And it's not just to me. I I think most lots of it is like Tito when his mom she died. He was like that. Uh, El Masur was his sister. It's 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 lots of it's, it's the audience. It's nothing to do with us. They come into watching you. We have to act, and when we cry, cry in your room. Yeah, that's a tough uh, reality of it like you know the glamorous hard. life that looks, but sometimes yeah. it's it's not that glamorous, you know. Like the reality is no. still reality, like and life is still there. Yeah, exactly. yeah thanks for exactly. sharing. So, how many years have passed already since that decision to okay, no business career anymore, uh, I'm gonna be dancing? How many years you already focusing just on Oriental dance? Twenty five years now. Wow. Do you feel it was more or less, of course, day to day it's different, but like more or less, was it like straightforward or you had really big ups and downs? And in this 25 years, have you ever regret your decision to switch into dancing? No, 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 no. No, I never regret. No, 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 no. Hmm. I regret what I stopped for two years. Yeah, I was also thinking to ask your, your decision because yeah. uh, why was it, why did you decide at some point like sort of retire from dance career, like from from performance? Okay, I will not talking about really what happened. It was a pressure only. Mm -hmm. It was a pressure. Some people, they can handle it. Some people, they had enough. I was had enough for the community around me. Oh. That, it is what I'm, we're not talking about anything. I don't want to even mention it, but I have enough and I want to get out from everything and to live different life. I have been studying for, I think, two years, more than two years, and I have been a carer for the oldest, mm -hmm. and after then I have been studying again, and I been a support uh, care for the autism and autistic and uh, Down syndrome mm -hmm. people to let them to live independent. That work is make me calm. Mm -hmm. 
ignore everything around me. I need dance to live and to make me happy. They need me. They need everyone around them. Yeah. When I've been to this work, I have been a change. I have a peace. First with myself, not with the others. I start ignore anyone is talking, anyone is start fighting, anyone start studying. I don't care anymore. It's good sometimes to walk your own road, you know. You can tell. I think lots of people they know me very well in 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 Cleopatra uh, Festival. They start feeling I'm different. I was sitting and just watching. And uh, now, like in your life, like are you happy with the balance of uh, how? Because you you back to dance activities, uh, you back to dance career. But um, I wonder because um, sometimes people quit dancing for different reasons. Um, sometimes they take a break and especially in the last few years because of lockdowns, COVID, many people stop dancing, yeah. but then they kind of come back come to back. dance. We can't. We can't. I told you that is in our body. Until we die, we love to dance. Yeah. It's not, it's, we, can't, we can't say, oh, we have to stop dancing. Did you know when you say, I, I did regret it, I told you I regret it. When I start come back, how I did come back for dancing, one from the residence, the house I have been working there, they know I am a dancer and I did making like a class, small class for all the uh, residents there. And we are so happy and we have fun. And one of them, she said, uh, they call me Khaled, not Khaled, the same. They call me Khaled. Khaled, you are so happy to dance. And I said to her, yes. She said, okay, come back. I said to her, I can't because it's my work here. And she said, no, come back and you will find solution. And I said to her, that, that is fine. I was thinking about it. I come back in this date and Emanuela from Italy, from Venice, she called me in the phone and she said, Khaled, I want you to come back. <laughs> Direct. <laughs> I will make, I didn't say anything. I will make a workshop for you in Venice in October this year. I said, okay. And since I come back, I I didn't stop. Did your approach to dance and to specific dance career, did it change in any way after taking a break? Yes. Yes. Mm. I don't want to say more mature or get more mature for that. But I can say in the beginning, I said, I have a peace with myself better than I have a peace with 
people around me. Now I am more relieved. I do my work. I've been to any place. I do my job, what I love, and come back home, relax with my wife, with my daughter. And now I'm not traveling the same before. Before it, it's like every week, every week, you get tired. Whatever your energy, whatever you're smiling, people, they can feel it. You are tired. Now I start to choose who I am working with and who I am traveling with. Maybe you have some suggestions. Actually, no. I was thinking to ask you, oh, maybe like you can have some suggestions for people who are now thinking to quit dancing, but not because of dance, because of whatever else happening. But I will rephrase it. I think I have a better question. If you had the opportunity to meet yourself on that moment when you were considering quitting dancing, what kind of suggestion or what would you say to yourself at that moment? Before or now? Yeah, if you you yourself today yeah. had the opportunity today. to travel and meet Khaled, but at that moment that he was about to quit, <laughs> what would you suggest him? What would it, what kind I of advice you would give? You you are so crazy. <laughs> this is what I will say. You are so crazy. You meet people, or you think they are friends, but they are not friends. They are not true friends. They are false. You're traveling. For what? My daughter, I've been with, I never, I left her in when she's five years. And after then, I met her when she get married. I never spent the time with her. Okay. My wife here in England, I never spent the time with her. That, what happened? My life is gone without enjoyment. In, in, not enjoyment dancing, life enjoyment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sometimes dance and work, I guess, takes over and we forget about other yeah. things. Do you know, it's not just about me. Most of the dancers, they have no, they, they, their life is gone. Even now, they have no baby. They planning to have a baby now, but it's too late. Mm. Mm. Yes, yes. <laughs> and uh, how about today? Like, so what is your main activity dance and your focus? Your main focus dance was is it traveling um, around with workshops for festivals? Is it teaching local in England? I don't know if you're teaching online. No, 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 no. no. I'm not teaching online, and I focus my my job now, my normal. Job. My normal job. Mm -hmm. I'm focused for my normal job as a carer. But you still sometimes travel for festivals, dance festivals. Yes, I mean, I, if I, to yes, take dance dance section, like what's yeah. the what's the main focus in dance yes. area? Okay. <laughs> because now I um I have a very good manager because she let me to travel once or twice a month, and it's coming for my holiday. I focus for my job first, and I did take my dance as a hobby, not as a professional, the same before. My professional now to be a care, to look after people. Mm. 
that is my profession. But my job, my my dancing, it is a hobby. I want to say here something. It feels um, you need to be quite a brave person to to take this kind of uh, change in life because you had uh, still have, but you had also very successful dance career. And for a lot of dancers, when they are on this edge of thinking, like I don't feel anymore, or for whatever reason they kind of feel, oh, dance doesn't bring me whatever I was bringing me before. It's scary to switch to something completely different. It it takes courage to you know like <laughs> shift. Yeah, um, I I don't want to say that exactly, but it's when I stopped the two years and I have been with all these cares uh, for people. I feel something different. It's something completely. Um, I, I can't say it. From from in the beginning, I was a little bit oh, that because you know that is different from your life, traveling to meet people, dancing, perfume, clothes, to wash people, to feed them, to change their nappy, and to give them time to talk and like that. That is completely different kind of war. One is here and one is here. They never come together. But one I start this work, I start a little bit <laughs> why I'm here, why I stop. But after, after three months, I start, no, I should to be here. Mm. I should to be with these people. And you know that after three months, they choose me a best carer of the year even without no experience. They said, you have the entertainment. I don't doubt that you took the same approach of making those people happy, just like you, the way you do yeah. your audience every time and students at the workshops. Wow. Yeah, this is what they said. You're always smiling. You're always, even, you know, the people, they have a dementia or they have... Sometimes they are violent or outsiders or they are violent. But we have been learned to deal with all these things. Or they ask you the question, one question every one second, exactly the same. But you have to answer exactly the same first time you answer. Not say, oh, I told you, but I just, this is, just say it without his, his smiling. Wow, that has been a fascinating I feel relaxed, relax. but I also feel yeah. uh, so, I don't even know, I don't have words. I was like, I'm a little bit lost, like, you know, how, because I, I had no idea. I just noticed that last, uh, like, certain time you are, like, less travel, etc. But I had no idea about so many things. And thank you so much for sharing. It's, um, first of all, you're not only a talented dancer, but you're a very inspiring person. And... I'm pretty sure many people who will listen to this conversation um, 
they not only will be surprised <laughs> to learn more about your story, but also uh, inspired. And we kind of talked about dance, but it's also was very important reminder of the importance of sincere communication between people and caring about another person. And in your case, it's about also now your job, like about taking care of people who need care, but it it spreads everywhere. Like you don't know how the dancer on stage feels and maybe you sitting there and smiling, simply smiling would make that person feel better. Just the same way in, I don't know, grocery store or on the street, or it it it's it doesn't matter, but it just uh, was, I, I don't know, I, you see, like I'm a little bit lost in words, but it was a good reminder, you know, that uh, it's important to be a good person all the time, it's, regardless of what's your job is. Look, we, we're not an angel. We, we're not an angel. Here. Yes, of course. Of course, I have a lot of mistakes. I done a lot of things I shouldn't have done it before, but now I realized I the two years I stopped, it is everything is coming like cinema in front of me, like movie in front of me. And I start cross many things I done it before. And I said, No, I don't want to do that anymore. Two years I stopped, I started to be like a movie in front of me. Some people, I said, okay, that's fine. That's people I keep. I start to say, job. Work. That. Look after my family. I look after my family in Egypt. Uh, if anyone, he asked me question. You can ask a lot of people. They, I have a lot of Egyptian men dancing or they wanted to dance, or they wanted to I never refused to answer to them. 99% of the dancer, they refused to answer one email or one message. I never, I'm always answered to them. Because I can't do anything for everybody. I know you have talent. I can I can't help everyone, but I can do whatever I can. Just I put your video in my face. If people they like you, they will contact you. If they show you are a normal, it's nothing to do with me. Wow! Thank you once again for <laughs> sharing. No, it's uh, when I said like I'm a little bit lost on words because it it got completely unexpected for me direction, and I'm so happy. Thank you for being also open to talk about all these things because it's not something that we usually talk, you know, uh, at workshops or like uh, events. It's it's like those important life. Uh, and dance life uh, moments, they usually stay behind the scene, but a lot of dancers experience it. And then it's that question, like, am I alone in whatever happening? So uh, thank you so much for being open and sharing your dance story or part of your dance story. I know it's just very little part, but uh, thank you so much. Really, really appreciate it. And I'm sure many of listeners will also like agree with me right now. And on this note, I actually want to ask you, so for, Dancers, actually, dancers who 
still are looking uh, for your classes and workshops and uh, performances, uh, like whatever you're doing, where is the best way for them to follow your activities? Uh, I don't know if you have uh, currently any favorite social media uh, where you share like announcements, maybe about upcoming workshops, classes, or I don't know, maybe a website or maybe any other place where would you like to direct dense audience? Okay, go there and follow there. <laughs> Yeah, they they in, in Instagram or Facebook. I know my Facebook. I am a little bit lazy from my my Facebook because I have one is full. I should make in another one, and I accept all the waiting list for people they come to be in in my Facebook. But in in Instagram, all my information about the, this year or next year. Is there, mm -hmm. and of course, in Instagram we can accept million. Yeah, if you don't follow me in Facebook, you can follow me in Instagram. Mm -hmm. And even on Facebook, mm -hmm. even if you can't add as a friend, like requests and the friend request, you yeah. still can follow. So Facebook and Instagram, exactly. you still post announcements about what's going yes. on. Like yes, and everything all. My this year and next year as well, I will have. I I start to accept lots of teaching the next year, yeah, and I will be I will be there hmm. next year. I will also include links to your social media in the show notes, so for everyone will be easy to find and connect and follow your activities. And um, before I ask a uh, uh, final question of the podcast i actually want to ask one additional question but more open is there anything that you kind of feel like touching the topic or talking about um in terms of dance community or um anything you would like to to say to dancers, to young dancers or in general like for, through your life any maybe very very special important themes and topics that we may have, I may have missed, you know, that didn't touch, like, is there anything that I'm sort of missing out of this conversation? Although I know it's just one hour, we can't cover like the whole life, but maybe there is something very, very important that, you know, like I kind of skipped. Okay. Well, one thing I have to, to tell to the youngest one, especially teacher, follow your heart with any teacher you like. Don't listen is a teacher to say, oh, don't go to this teacher or go to or go to this teacher. Don't. Follow your path. Which teacher you like? Go to all of them. Maybe you will pick up one movement or one step. It doesn't matter. This is what I done. I've been to lots of teachers. I haven't been take anything from them. But I have the experience. Mm. This is the youngest one, including the young girl, they use their body so hard. I tell them, calm down, because when you get older, you will hurt your back, you will hurt your neck, you will hurt your knee. Be careful. Be careful. Mm. 
that's another good reminder <laughs> that's for yeah, sure yeah yeah they they, they they think in that it is uh that is energy that is not mm. just to calm down i know you have a lot of energy now you have a lot of talent show it but i can say when you started to be older and more mature they started to be oh i the, when you watch it they think, oh that is too much now i understand the music understand the music correct mm. that's important one that's yeah. what i have to say advice to everyone Well, I have one more last question. Actually, it's a special question because we have a traditional question that I always ask at the very end of every interview with every guest. And I'm very excited to hear your question. We kind of, your answer, we kind of talked about it. So it may be repeating or maybe some other, like, you know, different angle yeah. to the subject. And um, the question is, what makes you fall in love with belly dance, with oriental dance, again and again. So you keep doing it for so many years. Yes. It's very so difficult to answer that question. That is my soul. Mm -hmm. If I'm not dancing, you take myself off from my body. This is what I think. That's a good way to summarize our today's conversation. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And waiting for me next year with a new album. Yeah. We start, yes. It's a new album now, and we'll start to release it next year. Well, another incentive for everyone to follow your Instagram and Facebook for announcement, upcoming announcement, and your music is always so beautiful. And many dancers have their favorite songs or tunes. Mm -hmm. Maybe someone doesn't even realize that it was produced by you, you know, like you hear on different events, oh, I like the song. Mm -hmm. And you have a <laughs> lot of those. So definitely, definitely to keep an eye and uh, very happy for, for you and excited you. To, to hear soon new album. <laughs> Thank you. And thank you for you have me. Oh, of course. My pleasure. Thank you for agreeing. <laughs> yeah, thank you. This episode was brought to you by the Yana Dance Club, bringing more consistency and more fun into your dance training online. Check it out at yanadanceclub.com, direct link in the show notes. And before you leave, don't forget to screenshot this episode and share it with your friends, as well as leave a review on iTunes or any other app you're using to listen to the show. The more people know about this podcast, the easier it is for me to bring even more awesome guests. Until next time, keep shimming and keep dancing.